At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, warmer from below. Welcome to Lovey Las Vegas for Coast to Coast Hoops with myself, Greg and Speederson, now part of the Houston Family Podcast. And we've got a great podcast for you. We're going to be joined in segment number two by one of our favorite men. It is Tristan Freeman who does great work over at Bustin' Brackets. He's going to be joining me to talk about what we did see on Friday, really the big piece of news and We've been hearing about this last few weeks or so. The Pac-12 became the Pac-4, and on Friday it officially became the Pac-2 with Stanford, Cal, along with SMU, and really a poo-poo platter of teams that are going to be going over to the ACC. So now it becomes what happens with the ACC, and what in the heck do these two Pac-2 teams do, which very weird does not see the one in front of the... (laughs) Pac-12 number, so there's that, and we're going to be diving in on that a little bit, but on top of that, we're going to be serving on a little bit more of something that I've talked about a ton here in the offseason, some freshmen. Tristan did a great job coming up with a list of the top 25 most impactful freshmen for this upcoming season. I'm going to get his reasoning for some of those, how much of it is going to be just based on raw production, how much of it is just going to be able to elevate a good team from a great team, because as we know with some circumstances, you can't have a guy that has like 12 points per game, but if it's not a team that's like 1-27, in someone had to get some points. Meanwhile, 8 points per game for a team that makes the NCAA tournament, that could be a little bit more impactful, so we'll dive in on the logic and the reasoning there, and then on top of that, we're going to be just getting his thoughts on some of the teams that might have some of the more under-the-radar freshman classes and what to make out the Kentucky freshman as well. Also, we're going to be talking about, ironically enough, the Pac-12 freshman as he's got four in his top 14. And if you do have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at gnet underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters M. Name does not matter. So as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. And the other way, that is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. And did lay out the big piece of news that we saw from college basketball on Friday. Not just college basketball, but college football. Insert your college sport here. The fact that in all sports, SMU, Stanford, Cal, they're heading on over to the ACC. Effective for the start of the 2024-25 campaign. And I do think that it is going to be so fascinating to take a look at the lay of the land now in college sports. You've got to be wondering if some of these West Coast conferences like the Mountain West, the WCC, they're going to be looking to make a few moves. Got to wonder what this is going to do with regards to recruiting as well, because 
you do have to feel like there are going to be some of these West Coast recruits that are going to be maybe a little bit off-put if they're wanting to go to Washington being like, wow, half my games are going to be out there in like Rutgers, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and things like that. So I do think that it's very, very interesting. And that is something that we're going to be talking about in segment number two with Tristan. Very unfortunate to see the Pac-12 go the way of the Dodo Bird. And now it's all about what happens with Oregon State and Sanford as I do not think that they are going to be joining a three-team powwow with Chicago State as a three-team independent sort of tag-team trio. So now uh, the ball is in their court, and it certainly is something that is going to be brewing for the next few days and the next few weeks, and we're going to be talking about that with Tristan Freeman over at Boston Brackets, and we're also going to be talking about some of the top freshmen for this upcoming season and guys that are going to be able to make a big impact year number one on the college basketball front. So we're going to be talking about that with our good friend friend Tristan Metzger. I'm Chris Gessie, myself, Greg Peterson, now a part of Decent Family Podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to become a winning sports better? Schedule a call with SBIA to find out how their service can make you a long-term winning player. They've developed an innovative algorithm that maximizes units return, and they are so confident in their system that they offer a money-back guarantee. Sign up by October 31st and get their NBA package at no cost until they reach 10 net units. They treat sports betting like a business. So if you want to learn how to make your sports betting dreams a reality, visit them at SBIA1.com and check them out on social media at SBIA Sports. With myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the Visa Family Podcast, and it is great to be joined by this man as Tristan Freeman. He does absolutely tremendous work over at Bustin' Brackets as fan site, it's college basketball hub, as he does a nice job taking a look at so much as going down 
out there in the great state of Pennsylvania, more specifically the Pittsburgh area. Does a great job, though, really covering the entire sport of college basketball. A man that you're able to follow at Hoopsnut351. And Tristan, it's always appreciated, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Greg, for having you on again. Appreciate it. I appreciate you. And Tristan, for those of us that are thirsting for college basketball in the offseason, I don't know if it's appreciated, but it certainly has us buzzing. More realignment as we saw it happen very early Friday morning. The fact that the two schools from the Pac-12 and Cal and Stanford, coupled with SMU, they are going to be going to the ACC. And my question for you is, when does it all stop? Because now we've got the random two Pac-12 schools and it's now the Pac-2. I certainly don't think that they're going to be joining the ranks of Chicago State to form three independents or anything like that. But I mean, the musical chairs just don't stop at college basketball. And as of right now, Washington State and Oregon, they are awkwardly standing and they're currently fighting for chairs. Yeah, and obviously it sucks to see the Pac-12 be at this point with it just being those two left. There was always potential talks that maybe the Big 12 could be interested just for the sake of getting the rest of the money that the Pac-12 has accumulated over the years if they did that, but it's hard to see that happening. I think ultimately their best bet is the Mountain West, and obviously it's a big downgrade from the from where they were originally at with the Pac-12, but this could be an opportunity for both of them, especially on the basketball side. These are programs that have struggled over the years, and if you go down to a more competitive league for them, maybe they can rise back up and, and, and get their athletics in order because there's going to continue to be other rounds of realignment. So maybe this isn't the end for them. Uh, several years from now. But obviously, for those two programs and their fan bases, it's definitely a difficult day because I just don't see how they're going to be able to add more teams from the AAC or Mountain West until their own deals are up. Yeah, it is a really rough ordeal, to say the least, as what's going to be happening with those schools. And do you think that there is a little bit of a possibility that they join the Mountain West? Because that just appears to be the most likely landing spot and the one that makes the most sense. I know that there's been talk of Perhaps they join with like Gonzaga and everything like that. But right now what I think is very much in flux is how these West Coast conferences are going to be going about things because we have seen them very much be just steady. There hasn't been a lot of movement made aside from the Pac-12 just completely disintegrating before our eyes as like so the WCC, the Mountain West, they've been standing pat while the Big 12, the ACC, the Big 10 have all been upping and just adding teams and obviously this is a basketball podcast so if we focus on that side you could argue that maybe only arizona is going to benefit benefit from this because they're not going to have to deal with much travel and they're you know they've been a top 10 program under tommy lloyd but even them's going to have to deal with kansas and houston and baylor so it's going to be tough for them but the travel is going to be a problem. I think they'll probably have the schedule out made in a way so that USC and UCLA isn't playing Saturday at noon at Rutgers, Michigan. But it's still going to be difficult. And I think we're all going to watch in the next couple of years how these programs do in their new spots. Because there's a legit chance that all of them can struggle. And if that happens, then you're in a situation where, okay, you handle it yourself when it comes to the media revenue but your programs are going to take a hit because at some point, no one cares about how much money the athletic department bring in. If you're not relevant as a program, that's going to take a big hit to the fan bases and the attendance and all of that. So, you know, teams could feel okay for now, but it's ultimately going to come down to who wins on the court and on the football field too. 
Yep, absolutely. I do think that it is very important to note that as well because all these moves, they're made for money. They're not necessarily made because, oh, it's in the best interests of the student athletes to be going from the great state of Washington to New Jersey to play a random college basketball game against Rutgers. As joining me on the show, we do have Tristan Freeman. He does tremendous work over at Bustin Brackets. And when it comes to an on-the-court perspective, which is what we like on this podcast, you came out with a great article right around about 48 or so hours ago as we do this, taking a look at the top 25 most impactful freshmen in all of college basketball. And obviously, I'm not going to ask you to list off all 25. We want people to read the article. But when you do gauge most impactful freshmen, how do you take a look at this? Because I know that the way that you were phrasing it, certainly it's not just about, oh, player X averaged 10 points per game, player Y averaged 8 points per game. That means player X is better than player Y or anything like that. How do you gauge the actual impact of these freshmen? So honestly, it was a rough combo of each because with all the transfers, I mentioned this at the, at the intro of the Oracle, with all these transfers, it's automatically going to limit the opportunities for many of the freshmen. So there are guys that I had on the list, like, say, a Dusty Stromer of Gonzaga or even a Merrill Little of Baylor, who might only average seven to nine points a game, likely off the bench, but could still play a role on teams that I think can be top 10 caliber, and that's an impact for them. And then there are others that could have large roles on their respective teams, get 25 minutes a game, which would be in the transfer portal era, fairly impressive that could get on there. The team that I was able to have the easiest rankings for was Kentucky because they're going to play a lot of freshmen. You know, DJ Wagner, who I ranked fairly high, and Justin Edwards are probably going to start, and assuming Aaron Bradshaw's healthy, he's there. But I couldn't rank all of them, even though there are other five stars. I mean, Bob Dillingham might be coming off the bench, and he might be their fifth best freshman, so... Where do I necessarily put him? And you could say the same thing for Duke, where they only can start one of their freshmen. They have four or five stars. So it was hard for me to say which of them were going to have the biggest impact, who's going to score the most points, or who could be the most important guy when it comes to their chances making a Final Four. So it was definitely hard, but ultimately I was able to make a rankings that I feel pretty solid about. I do like that, and when it comes down to it as well, I know that you did give a little bit of a major flair in there as well, and how difficult is it in this day and age to be able to gauge the impact of freshmen because you were laying it out as well. As we know, in this day and age, teams do want to be getting a little bit older, and as a result, we have seen a couple fewer freshmen really being able to burst onto the scene. What are some of the things that you tried to take a look at when you tried to decipher, all right, this is a guy that might not be at like a Kentucky, a Kansas, insert your blue blood school here, that is going to be able to make an immediate impact and might not be like a top 20, top 25 sort of recruit. The big part of that is going to be playing time opportunities. And it's hard because, again, so many teams are older and there's going to be likely veterans that start ahead of them. But if you look at a team like UNLV, they, they had a top 50, Deaton Thomas, reclassified to play for them. They lost all their top guards, and the guys who are left in my eyes are all shooting guards. So they don't have a true point. So this is a really good opportunity for Thomas to come in and sort of be their elite guard. They have a good rock. They have a good front court with the transfers. They bring back the senior off guards. All they really need is a point guard to steer the ship. And if Thomas can do that, then UNLV could legitimately be a contender in the Mountain West. So I think his impact, just on what he can do, single-handedly is going to be more important than anyone else in the Mountain West. 
and among the non-power conferences out there. No doubt about it. As joining me on the show, we do have Tristan Freeman. He does tremendous work over at Bustin' Brackets, and we're taking a look at some of his fr- best freshmen in all of college basketball. And in doing this as well, not looking at necessarily a specific player, but was there a specific team or two that when you dove into this, you took a look and you said, wow, maybe we're sleeping a little bit on this freshman class and maybe the freshmen for insert team here, they are going to be able to make a bigger impact than maybe what a lot of people are giving them credit for. I think a team like Xavier, they basically only have one healthy returning player in Zach Fremantle. And he he had his own history with Sean Miller. There's a lot of opportunity for a freshman class. They bring in several transfers from Conference USA, but Although Sule Boom was fantastic for them, it's never a guarantee. I think if you look at a guy like Trey Green, who's a top 50 freshman, he's going to get minutes next to Davion McKnight, the transfer from Western Kentucky. And then they have an elite shooter in, in Reed uh, Descharme. And then Dylan Swain is another wing that I really like. And they're going to compete with the uh, returners, Desmond Claude and Cam Graff. But I wouldn't be surprised if they potentially outplayed them and get a higher role in the rotation. There's a lot of unknowns with Xavier, and I think the opportunity is definitely going to be there for them to have a larger role than expected and sort of get Xavier potentially into that top tier, uh, loaded top tier in the Big East next season if everything goes well. Yep, I think that that is a class to be able to take a look at as well because you mentioned Xavier. Their depth last year is something that really stood out to me, and it was a little bit lacking. And as we talk about the demise of the Pac-12, I do find it very ironic. You had at minimum four guys in your top 14 from the Pac-12. I might have miscounted. It might have actually been five, but I know that you're liking a lot of the freshmen out there in the Pac-12. What out of them really stands out? Because I know you've got a gentleman from Colorado in the top five. And is this another case where opportunity, it is bringing eternal for them? Because we did notice that a lot of these Pac-12 teams, they didn't necessarily go super duper hard in the portal. Yeah, that's a great point. And it aligns neatly with the previous transfer piece that I did because the SEC and Big 12 killed it when it comes to transfer classes, not as much the Pac-12. So as you said, it gives great opportunity for the guys. And the Pac-12 quietly had a lot of five stars. USC obviously has Isaiah Collier, who's going to be high up there automatically. And then Cody Williams, you mentioned the five-star wing at Colorado. They have the front court and, and the back court set. And if Cody Williams can be a, a star wing for them, then Colorado's going to be an NCAA tournament team. And then look out for Oregon. I think all eyes are going to be on Mookie Cook and, and Kwame Evans, the five-star wings for them. But top 30, almost five-star, Jackson Shelstad should be a starting point guard for Oregon because I don't think any of the veteran returning guards that they have are all true points. I think a lot of them are more combo off guards. So he's someone that could be really important to how viable the Ducks are as they try to get back to a tournament stage. When it comes to the top, the Pac-12 has a lot of nice players. The question is going to be, compared to the rest of the leagues, how many tournament teams do they have out there? And something else that did stand out to me about your freshman rankings as well is that you do have quite a few guards out there. And I take a look at a lot of these like way too early top 20 lists of overall players in college basketball, things like this. And I noticed that a lot of the best returning players, they are big men. Now, 
Obviously, you've got some guys like Isaiah Stevens at Colorado State. Certainly deserves a shout-out. LJ Cryer over at Houston. Not to say that there's no guards at all, but how much do you think some of these freshman guards do benefit from the fact that, let's call it what it is, the last few years it has been a big man's sort of game, and some of these freshmen coming in, they can be able to take college basketball by storm right away just because the returning guards, in my opinion, just aren't at the level that we've seen in past years. All the, if you want to call them quote-unquote good guards in college basketball, they all go pro. They're all the guys that the NBA scouts want and get drafted. And even some of the veteran ones, they'll just go overseas if they've accomplished as much as possible. So there's definitely more opportunities for the freshman guards to come in and have an impact. Whereas for a lot of bigs, obviously some can come in, as we saw the likes of a Drew Timmy and Hunter Dickinson, can really have a huge impact as freshmen. But most of them are guys that you have to sort of wait for sophomore years. And when you look at the former five stars, uh, Ernest Uday and Zuby Edgefor, they're guys that can, at different places after Hunter Dickinson arrived, they can be breakout stars too. So they're guys that I wouldn't have had necessarily as impact freshmen, but if I did a list of impact sophomore players to watch, there could be a lot of big men that I could personally put on that list too. Isaiah Miranda, now at Oklahoma State after leaving NC State, would be someone to watch as well. I do think that that is worth watching out for as well. And Tristan, I mean, with regards to this list as well, I don't think I'm sharing any trade secrets that Kentucky did not get shot out on the list. I know it's going to come as a shock to a lot of people that are listening to this podcast. I say that very jokingly, of course, but what are some of your expectations for these Kentucky freshmen that are going to be coming in? Because obviously they and USC, in my opinion, had the top two classes coming in. And for Kentucky, I do think that with that Bradshaw injury, a little bit of it might come down to health as well. Yeah, I mean, they also have Ugarna Ayenzo, who was supposed to be a starting guy on the foreign trip, but he got hurt early on as well. So we'll have to see his recovery a guy who I didn't have on the list, Zion Vieira, big six, a seven foot three big man from, I believe, Croatia. He's someone that people are very high on as well. Although I do think there's a ton of international guys that because they're coming in late, they're getting more hype than expected. But we'll see. Maybe he's the starting center for them as well. They do have three bigs. Obviously, Trey Mitchell's going to be your four man against 30 minutes a game. I am curious to see how. Bradshaw work because he might be the guy that could single-handedly raise their ceiling. I think the guards should be fine, especially DJ Wagner. But ultimately, we'll see if Kentucky's still too young in very old SEC on whether or not they could legitimately compete for an SEC title and make it past the first weekend of the big dance. With Kentucky as well, I do think that bringing back Antonio Reeves is going to be very beneficial to those freshmen as well. It takes a little bit of the burden off of them. And then obviously picking up Trey Mitchell, I would think should be good to go. But as I know that we talked about on the podcast a few weeks ago, those two-time transfers that are not graduate transfers, lots and lots of question marks there. But there's no question marks as to whether or not this man puts in the work. Tristan Freeman, he does amazing work taking a look at this great game of college basketball. I know you, Tristan, are working on a lot of features right now. You're doing everything humanly possible to get set for the upcoming season. So let the good people at home know what's all on tap for you and how people can follow along on social media and other platforms. Yeah, you can follow me at HoopsNet351 to talk about the latest in college basketball. We'll be finishing up the last parts of realignment, and now it's on the full preview season because we're just two months away from 
what should be another entertaining college basketball campaign. Oh, it is going to be a absolutely tremendous college basketball season. And Tristan, I know that he is hard at work getting prepared for that. He is one of our favorites on this podcast because he does such a great job all 12 months of the year. Take a look at this game that we all know and love. A big thanks to Tristan for joining me on Coast to Coast Hoops, now part of the Beast Family Podcast. And if you do like hearing from the Stein Podcast, Coast to Coast Hoops, here, please subscribe wherever your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you have a question, comment, segment idea, whatever you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at Junin underscore D1. Keep in mind, Lurzium, it does not matter. So as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. The other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. And coming at you guys every single day on this podcast, as you can tell, the news and notes in college basketball, the player movement, it has very much slowed down. So now we're trying to do some more Deep dives on things like we did today, taking a look at impactful freshmen, taking a look at the lay of the land with so many of these conferences as we've done north of 20 conference previews already. And once we get done with all 32 conference previews, that means it's going to be time for the start of the season where I'm going to be giving you guys picks and analysis on every single game, every single day. So appreciate you guys joining me today and I'll be back with you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.